Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as uh, simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. are live on the Coast to Coast Football Podcast. My name is Scott Kennedy. I will be your host. I am in Atlanta. This guy over here, Nick Kendall, no, he's not in Denver or the North Pole. He's actually in Seattle. So between the two of us, we are coast to coast. We are streaming live like we do every Friday morning at 9 a.m. Eastern time on YouTube and Facebook. And today is the first time we are streaming to Dallas Sports on Facebook. So big Dallas Cowboys channel, a new project of mine. So welcome in. If you're coming in and viewing from that channel, say, hey, we want to we want to hear from you. And uh, afterwards, if you're watching it afterwards, leave a comment. Uh, we'll come in and, uh, and and check it out afterwards. But new channel, good times uh, streaming there because we're going to talk one of the two biggest games of the week this week. Merry Christmas to us with this football weekend. Nick, how are you doing? I'm doing pretty well. Uh, getting excited for the week that was. Enjoyed the uh, the Stafford show last night. Uh, all the stuff going on with the Rams, McVay and Puka Nakua, uh, really, really, I guess, valiant effort by the Saints to come back. But uh, Stafford and those guys won at the end, and Rams are looking pretty good. I would not want to play them right now. Yeah, we talked before a few weeks ago as I was going through when I first discovered the playoff predictor tool from ESPN. When I got done, the two teams that were out of it that ended up in it were the LA Rams and the Green Bay Packers. Now, Packers have fallen off a little bit. I feel pretty good about the LA Rams and the way they're playing. So I, I think that one, the team that could sneak into that spot, Nick, instead of the Packers, 
How about them Seattle Seahawks? How was that for a win last week? Good for them. Uh, I don't really know what's going on with the Eagles right now. I felt like that was as much an Eagles dropping the ball as it was the Seahawks coming back and winning it. I mean, kind of choking at the end. I don't know if they just lack that killer end-of-game pass rusher or if it's just the secondary, but uh, it's kind of been the Eagles' uh, M.O. as of late. They've been uh, floundering a tad. Um, I saw a stat that was, um, you know, there's been like 370 10 and four teams in NFL history. The Eagles plus minus on their score is like 15 plus 15, which is like 340th worst. So of the 10 and four teams, they're like the 340th worst. We'll see. Um, Mm -hmm. I I think that sometimes those teams pace themselves a little bit. I, I wouldn't bet against the Philadelphia Eagles come playoff times when things are really, really on the line. I mean, we get excited about these, regular season matchups, but playing with your playing in a playoff game is not the same as playing for a seed. And I wouldn't bet against this team when it counts. They're still one of the favorites in my book. We go live. Like I said, every on these channels, Nick and I, I put the different shows that we do in the description because we're live every day, sometimes twice a day. And uh, we do that because we like having the interaction with, with y'all. That's why we do this thing. So we want to say hello to some people that came in nice and early and uh, and those as the chat keeps, because really this is this is your show. We want to talk uh, NFL playoffs and some of the top matchups, and then we'll see what you want to talk about too. Oblivion Empire says, good morning, happy Friday, and Merry Christmas to the fans and family of this show. Thank you. That's to all of y'all as well. Thank you, sir. Silas Draven says, good morning, everyone. Wishing all a Merry Christmas. God knows I'm going to be hitting the old eggnog pretty hard for this Falcons game. Yeah, if you have to... Uh, Let's see. If you have to take a shot every time you see a three and out, you're hammered by mid-second quarter, I think. Uh, I mean, it's got to be the turnovers, right? The, that's the Tyler Heineke experience. Maybe we can save our liver a little bit, but still have some fun and just play off the turnovers. But in three games, he only had one interception. Well, it's what does they say at the uh, the end of the water, boy? It's the last game of the season. Can't hold anything back now. Well, anything we back know, now, Dan. That's because <laughs> you know, they didn't know anything much. Shut up. Michael Rankio, he's joining us from Tucson, Arizona. Good to see you, Michael. He says, good morning, Scott and Nick on Coast to Coast. Good to see you, my friend. John Harrell's in as well. He says, good morning, Scott and Nick and Falcons family. Hope everybody has a Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays. And Mark Wilson coming in with a super chat. Thank you, Mark. Uh, Helping to keep the lights on, which helps keep my forehead nice and shiny, which, you know, I don't know if everybody likes to see that. But, you know, that's what we're doing here. Uh, Appreciate the support for the show. Mark says, and the shows that we do. So thank you, Mark. He says, really enjoyed the shows this season. Looking forward to playoff football, even though my Falcons are done. Merry Christmas to you both. That And that's what's what's interesting is, are they done? You know, I mean, would you put it? Yes, you would put it past this team to win three in a row. But the thing is, is they're certainly capable of beating the Colts at home, the Bears on the road, and the Saints on the road. Will they? Probably not, because they haven't shown us anything to make us think that they have that ability in them, despite the fact that they've got the players to do it. Yeah, I you still got three games left, right? And anything can happen. It is a week to week league. You know, one week, one week, you're down in the dumps. I'll fire everybody. It's the worst ever. The next week, you're a cloud nine and, you know, hope springs eternal. So. My advice is, you know, not get too high or too low and uh, see how the final three go, three games go. We can trust the trends, and the trends are not great uh, for the Falcons. The, the vibes are not great, uh, but things can still happen. Uh, NFL.com uh, has the Falcons 
only had a 12% chance to make the playoffs. Now you got a tough indie game, but I don't know. I know Indy's coached really well, but you got a chance. Things can happen still. So keep fighting. Indy's been in basically all of the, the, the Colts have all their games have been tight. Uh, even this last one that finished 17, they were down 13 points to the Pittsburgh Steelers. You don't want to fall two touchdowns behind the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, their defense is better than that. They're capable of grinding the ball out. So Indianapolis is going to have to play well. They have been playing well. And Shane Steichen, for me, him and D'Amico Ryans are the two favorites for NFL Coach of the Year right now. That game could come down to, that decision could come down to, they play each other on January 7th. Colts already beat the Texans, so if the Colts win again, they could win the NFC, uh, the AFC South with that win. They could solidify a playoff spot and a sweep of the Texans by Shane Steichen. He's got my vote. Coming off the number four pick last year, what were they, 4-11-1 or however the math works out, that's still 16 games. I still can't do, do 17 games, Nick. But as Mark says... The playoffs this year feels up for grabs more than any any time I can remember. Would not surprise me if an eight and six team ends up in the Super Bowl. Yeah, who, who might that be? I got one. I know we're going to say the same one. What eight six? Wait, what eight and six team has a good shot at winning at going to the Super Bowl? It's the Bills. Of Bills. Course it's the Bills. Yeah, they the are. Oh, Bills. Yep. I mean, that's one of the things we kept talking about when the Bills were losing games early. Uh, and if you're listening to us, I'm like, we're going through the data. I'm like. It's got to, I mean, the EPA, the success rate, they're all like top five across the board. They're one of the most efficient offenses in football, according to the metrics, but they keep losing. I got to think that these turnovers are somewhat fluky. Maybe there's something else going on, but over a broader sample size, a lot of time that data can be far more predictive than just the simple results uh, on the back end. So we had the Bills top three in EPA, explosive out the wazoo, and now they're starting to normalize a bit and winning games and looking pretty damn scary. Yes, they are. Nobody wants to play the Bills right now. I, I posted a video of, of um, I think it was Mike McDaniel and a Bills fan jumped in on that one. Um, we can talk a little Mike McDaniel later today. I, I love Mike McDaniel. There's some real characters out there in some of these young coaches, and I love it. Shane Steichen hmm. is awesome. He is super stoic when you ask him anything, but when he when his personality starts to flash, he's he's great. Uh, Mike McDaniel, <clears throat> he doesn't give us the uh, the coach speak, he is absolutely anti-coach speak, like hearing back from him. So, yeah, 8-16, and 16, Buffalo Bills. Nobody wants to play the Bills in the first round. I promise you that. Uh, Tampa Bay fan here, Bucks Rays Bolt says, hey, Scott, hey, back to you. He said, if the Bucks lose or Falcons uh, or Falcons, the, the three, it's a three-way tie again. It could happen. Um, that would mean the Saints would have to win also, I believe, because I, th I think I think – they're they're up by themselves, aren't they? There's seven eight or the uh, or is it seven eight and seven and eight right now? I think it's seven eight and seven eight. Um, the Saints lost last night. Duh, I knew that one. Just I was eight, like, because I had it in my mind. I'm like, but I have the Saints losing this week. Yeah, yep. they did. They Good lost job. already. Um, the Buccaneers would still hold the tiebreaker because of the division record, so they would still be in first place. The Falcons would probably still be in. They'd have the head to head on the Saints. I'm not sure how much that would matter just yet, but yeah, it's it's a mess. I really, I don't want. I want to, like a qualifier in there. Like you have to at least be 500 to make the playoffs. Otherwise, let's take another wild card team. I don't. I don't want a, a team with a losing record in the playoffs. I just don't. It defeats everything we know about competition to just 
be able to backdoor your way in because everybody else around you sucks. I don't like it. I don't like it. I'd rather I'd rather give it to uh, give it to another wild card team. But yeah, it could be, and it could still come down to the ESPN playoff predictor had um, the Falcons beating the Saints and knocking them out of the playoffs, and having the Colt the uh, the Buccaneers win the South at eight and nine. No thanks. Somebody, somebody win. Somebody take this thing and at least get in at nine and eight. I th- I think it'll be the Buccaneers. I think they'll be nine and eight. But even if they're eight and nine, I think they're feisty. Uh, I think that they uh, have a chance to do some stuff. I mean, maybe it's a little recency bias concerning what they just did to the Packers defense. Uh, I've never seen, or it's been a long time since I've seen a quarterback attack the middle of the field as well as what Baker Mayfield did to them. And they got weapons and stuff. The offensive line is coming together. Maybe the best offensive tackle in football in uh, Tristan Wirfs there at left tackle. So shout out to uh, my guy, Tristan. And uh, we'll see what happens with the, uh, the Buccaneers down the stretch, but I think they are, they're playing. They, they look like they're trending up and I wouldn't be surprised if they finish nine and eight and win the division. Um, Roger cook <clears throat> coming in over on YouTube. says happy Christmas, Nick and Scott and everyone. Thank you, sir. Appreciate it. Uh, Ryan Adonis is calling his shot. Uh, Taylor Heineke coming in five touchdowns and player of the week this week. Who's getting those five touchdowns. Who's blocking for him? Falcons are a little beat up, and it makes me wonder a little bit. When your team is struggling, those injuries at the end of the season seem to pile up a little bit more. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure it's always you're struggling because of the injuries. I think sometimes the injuries and people set out happen because you're struggling. Yeah. We'll One, two, see. three, Cancun. We'll tend to right? stay a little healthier when you're in a playoff race. Yeah. It's, I'm hoping that's the case for some of the teams the Broncos are playing down the stretch here. You know, some, some of those guys sitting out. But – I'm liking the uh, the vibes, Ryan. It's hopefully good. And we got Ryan Adonis also coming in saying everyone's loving the Bills right now. Joe Brady is calling the plays. Brady is coming to Atlanta. I, I mean, I don't know if I'd want him at the head coach just yet still. I, I know it's been good. But the like we were talking about, the peripheral numbers were still good for the Bills before. Uh, I like that they're using a little bit more of a classic under center run game now to take a little bit of the heat off of uh, Josh Allen, uh, Cook has been James Cook has been playing really great football uh, for the Bills since Brady took over. But I don't know. I'm a broader sample size guy, if possible. Brady's had a few chances at offensive coordinator and kind of flopped a tad. Uh, so I, I think it's I'm going to put a little bit more credit on the uh, the Josh Allen experience versus Joe Brady because again Brady they were top- interviewed for the head coaching job and I couldn't believe it. Uh, it was too soon, but that was three years ago. So he's got three more years in the NFL. The, the Falcons interviewed him when they were interviewing Arthur Smith. Now, I think Joe Brady would have flopped miserably also. Um, so this may have been the best thing for him. Had some adversity in Carolina. Merry-go-round of coaches. Merry-go-round of quarterback. Uh, and then has gone up. And, and, and just for me, the perception out there is this Bills team took off when the change was made from offensive coordinator. That bodes well for Joe Brady. And he was getting... Getting interviews before he'll get interviews again. Is it is it a year too soon? Maybe, maybe we'll see. Uh, Rusty Moore, and then we're going to dive into um, then we're going to dive into these games as promised. Scott, if Arthur comes back next year, he's clearly on the hot seat. He's on the hot seat now, so yeah, clearly. Can he afford to draft a quarterback if his if his job is on the line or is a free agent slash trade more likely? Reminds me so much of the twenty twenty offseason with Dan Quinn. Yeah, and that that's a great question. The I've said no, you can't. He can't afford to have a rookie quarterback because he won't have the benefit of the doubt to struggle, go through the struggles with him. 
That said, the quarterback play has been so bad, and I'm not putting all this on Ritter, but let's say it's 75% Ritter, 25% Arthur Smith, that if you improve the quarterback position and it is on Ritter, what's this team's record this year with a decent rookie quarterback? Probably two more games, and you're sitting instead of six and eight, you're maybe eight and six with even Will Levis in there. You wouldn't have lost to Will Levis if you played him with the Titans. Um, but if you're sitting there with Jaden Daniels, you know, the, the the and if you hit the jackpot and get CJ Stroud, this team's probably 10 and four with CJ Stroud at quarterback this year. So I'm hedging a little bit just because the quarterback play has been, the bar has been set so low that I think a rookie can actually improve this team. I mean, is it f fair to say that outside of the injury brigade that has been the quarterback position this season and the Falcons don't qualify for, this is the worst quarterback room in the NFL? Uh, I mean, even some of the backup ones have been good, but you've had Ritter and Heineke there. And outside of, you know, whatever the heck was going on with the Browns after Watson went down before Flacco, uh, I don't know if there's a room that's actually been worse uh, off the top of my head. So definitely. Yeah, I mean, uh, the, bar never, is, the like Jets said, never got the benefit of the doubt with Aaron Rodgers. So yeah. I would go Jets, but they had a plan. I excluded you know, them because so of Rodgers. You still yeah. count him in the room. They had a plan. They just lost him the first series of the season. Yeah. But otherwise, Maybe. yeah, the overall quarterback play has probably been worse in Atlanta than anywhere in the Patriots. Patriots have been horrible. That's act they're averaging 13 points a game. It's actually probably the Patriots, but then it's Atlanta. Would you rather have Mac Jones or Desmond Ritter? Oh man. I don't know because Mac Jones looks broken, man. He I just like I don't know him the psyche, but like he looks like, you know, he'd probably like jump at a shadow right now. Like I, it's kind of sad to see. I mean, I know that he's not really the most loved guy he's kind of got that duke basketball player energy um to him but uh he it's really hard when you look that unconfident and don't believe what you're seeing he doesn't believe his protection doesn't think his guys can catch it he just he looks so broken so i might take ritter just because at least he can run uh but, but don't make me pick that's a that's a, that's a terrible choice <laughs> yeah um but bailey zappy i'd rather have taylor heineke than baylor zappy yeah ba bailey, bailey zappy sorry um i'd rather have heineke there um and and then Mac Jones or Desmond Ritter. Okay, there we've got an argument. <laughs> we have a discussion. Let's move on to these games that are coming up. Uh, we've got Saturday football coming up, and uh, the the late game on Peacock on NBC NBC's Peacock is Bills Chargers. I'm just going to go ahead and pencil Bills in there. Chargers might get that bounce back game after firing their coach. Play with a little bit more oomph, but there's one team involved there. Bills need to win that game. It's do or die for the Pittsburgh Steelers. They're hosting the Cincinnati Bengals at 4.30 on NBC tomorrow. Can they get it done, or is this team done? Mason Rudolph is coming in to start. This will be their third quarterback this year. Um, I don't have faith anymore in this Pittsburgh Steelers team. I think the Bengals have something in, in, uh, in Jake Browning. Even though Jamar Chase is going to be out, I think they have enough weapons to go into Pittsburgh and win this game. I think that it's hard to count out Mike Tomlin. I agree with you. I will take the Bengals, but I don't think the Steelers are quite dead yet in terms of winning football games. I think the playoff picture, I mean, NFL.com has the Steelers playoffs chances currently at 6%, 12% if they win. Uh, so that's 
not great, uh, but it's still a lot of talent on that defense. And we'll see. I, I just can't believe Jake Browning is going to keep this up, Scott. I feel like there's at some point there's going to be a, a change up or something. Oh, he can't hit the inside heat. You know, that kind of thing has to be coming at some point. Now you have Jamar Chase, who's one of the top four wide receivers in football out. Uh, Cincinnati also just lost DJ Reader, who might be their most important player on their entire defense as well. Uh, shout out to him, man. I feel really bad. going to be a free agent this year. He's been one of the best interior defensive linemen in football uh, over the last two or three seasons. So I will take the Bengals, but I think this game is has a chance to be more interesting than on the surface. Let me do some let me do some association. Zach Taylor, head coach Cincinnati Bengals, right? I get all these names yeah. start spinning through my head. Yeah. Zach Taylor, pretty good offensive football coach, right? Mm-hmm. Shane Steichen, I'm impressed. Pretty good yeah. offensive coach. Now, this was at home. It's a road game difference. Uh, this was in Indianapolis, but in three quarters without Michael Pittman. Without Zach, without Zach Moss, without Jonathan Taylor, the Colts hung 30 straight points on the Pittsburgh Steelers. Jake Browning might not be Joe Burrow, and it could, the, the shine could come off, but he's playing well, and he's hot right mm-hmm. now. Cincinnati's good enough to go in there and win this game. Yeah, I'll pick Cincinnati, but I just maybe it's the jerseys for me. I don't know if you ever saw the movie Catch Me If You Can, but it's like, why do the Yankees always win? It's the pinstripes. Something about the single logo on the helmet, the (laughs) black and gold. It's hard to count out the Steelers, especially with Mike Tomlin. I mean, the fact that they've never had a losing season since he's been there. The fact that they're down to Mason Rudolph just for the play, uh, just for Christmas here. uh, I think that I I am taking Cincinnati, but I'm keeping this one on watch. I think it could be interesting because there's just at some point, you'd have to think that too many guys are gone. Now you've lost probably three of your top five most in players on your team uh, for the Bengals with Burrow, Chase, and Reader. Uh, Chase will be back, but this shoulder sprain, I don't know what that looks like long-term for him uh, this season. So right, it's, it's, it's an interesting one for sure. Everybody's beat up. It's crazy. Uh, move on one o'clock on Sunday. Well, we did a, I did a preview on all of these channels, except the, the Dallas sports one yesterday. So I won't bore the Dallas sports fans with this one, but if you're, on my Facebook page, if you're on my YouTube page, we did a preview last night, a bonus Falcons podcast with the Horseshoe Huddle guys. We're not going to spend a whole lot of time on this one. Go watch that one. Go check out Falcons podcast on Apple Pods, Spotify, or whatever. Uh, we went an hour last night. But the long and the short of it is, is I just went with the Colts because I just think they're they're playing better. They believe where the, the Falcons are capable of lining up and going toe-to-toe with anybody. But obviously... They haven't this year. They haven't played a full game of football all season. The closest thing they've come is their win against the um, the Houston Texans. And they had to overcome two bad turnovers in that one too. So they just haven't played very well. They haven't been able to put it all together. Their coach is massively on the hot seat. They've yo-yoed quarterbacks again. Meanwhile, the Colts have won five out of six. They've got a potential coach in the year. There's not going to be much of a home field advantage because if there's this isn't quite an Indianapolis Colts destination in Atlanta, the way Chicago, New York, Ohio, Wisconsin, Michigan have all moved down here. But if there's enough Colts fans here that they can all get tickets for 25 bucks and it'll feel like a home game on Christmas Eve. So I'm going with the Colts on this one. And um just one more nail in the coffin. As, as Keith says, I listened to Albert Breer. He believes Arthur Smith keeps his job, but we can see changes in New Orleans and Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay goes nine and eight. I think Bowles is going to be okay. Um, we'll see what happens. I think Dennis Allen's not Dennis Allen. Yeah, Dennis Allen. Mm-hmm. Dennis Allen yep. um, is in a little bit of trouble in New Orleans. 
depending on how they finish. Um, and there's so much bad on Arthur Smith right now. There's not one thing that you can point that's positive to him right now. With this team, I think he's in deep trouble unless he wins out. Yeah, it does seem like he goes nine and eight. Fine, come back. Yeah, but he's never won three in a row. It's hard to do in the league. It's week by week, right? Uh, It does seem like there is some NFL insider buzz that Arthur Smith might be back. I I just don't know. I guess if they come out and lay an absolute egg and look like they have no energy in this game when the playoffs are still on the line uh, for them, defending your home turf, especially after an embarrassing loss, let's just call it what it is, an embarrassing loss versus the Panthers, uh, then that probably has to change. I, I don't know, man. Maybe, maybe we need to storm the Atlanta facilities in Flowery Branch or wherever they're at now. But uh, it's uh, yeah, I don't think you'd have them back. I'm going to take the Colts, too. They're just a more functioning team right now. Shane Steichen is uh, one of the better offensive up-and-coming minds right now. Uh, what he's done with Gardner Minshew, what he did with Anthony Richardson before. I mean, it's... It, they've had they've a had, ton of injuries, Nick. Yeah, and they still they just dropped 30 points on everybody. Must be nice, unlike the Broncos who are healthy and can't put up, you know, over 27 to save their lives. But uh, yeah, yeah so, uh, Michael Pittman looks to be back after former Falcon DeMonte KZ about broke him in half on a defenseless receiver hit. It cost him the rest of this season. Uh, Pittman's a full go, which doesn't happen unless you've cleared concussion protocol. So he should be back. Jonathan Taylor should be back this week. Zach Moss still looks like he'll be out. Falcons offensive line is beat up. Um, we already know the injuries across that are defensive line. It's just, this, this has to be a rally. This has to be a rally game. Uh, One of the uh, redeeming factors of Arthur Smith is this Atlanta Falcons team has always played hard for him. If they Mm -hmm. don't, this one's over. Um, yeah, it will be interesting. Bobby Boucher, Boucher coming in here. Uh, Brock for MV Purdy. I like that one. MV Purdy and uh, and Christian McCaffrey. What's interesting, Bobby, am, am I wrong on this? When it feels like there's sentiment, even from Brock to a certain extent, that says that guy deserves it, Christian McCaffrey. It feels like the the San Francisco players are kind of rallying around Christian saying, he's the guy. We want him to win it. And, and Brock would, you know, what you say and what you believe can be two different things. He's very good and very humble about this. But it feels like there's a push for Christian McCaffrey for MVP right now. I mean, if we're going with the non-quarterback uh, MVPs, McCaffrey's got to be up there, but um, I, I would probably cast my vote for Tyree Kill uh, as much as I don't love the person considering what happened uh, with him in college. But uh, that is a – he's probably been the most impactful uh, player, non-quarterback in the NFL this season. Uh, just going to throw out also we have Joshua coming in saying Dak for MVP. There was some sh- uh, shine on that. It feels like it lost a little bit after they went in and got smoked by the Bills. And the one who right now who is steaming forward is – We've already talked about him today, Josh Allen. Um, I mean, he's he is the straw that stirs the drink. The people talk about you know Brady and whatnot, but Allen is the system. Now I know they just came off a game where uh, he threw for less than a hundred yards, uh, and it was mostly a James Cook kind of game. But James Cook, I think, saw like one of the lightest box count numbers we've seen uh, in the NFL this season in that game. The, they pretty much only play two high safety sh- shells against uh, Josh Allen this season. There's space because teams are playing oh my God, we cannot get beat by Josh Allen deep. Uh, so Josh Allen's coming up too. And then also you got Lamar Jackson, uh, who definitely deserves a shout out with what he does. I feel like his impact goes beyond the stats because like even when you have 
uh, when you have somebody like Lamar Jackson, it changes how you rush the quarterback. And you don't see that really on the stats, but you can't like do the same games, twists and stunts and like press gaps as much. Cause you have to play uh, really, really disciplined in your rush lane. So I think uh, Allen and Jackson still deserve a shout as well. I feel like Lamar is trusting his teammates more. And maybe some of that's Todd Monken where he's becoming more of a distributor instead of just you're the offense, which bodes well. You make every he's he what he what I think he's doing a better job of this year than he's done in years past is the old he's making everybody around him better. He's still getting his rushing yards, but it's actually his yards per attempt is it's actually down. Mm-hmm. Um, but still, he's still going to rush. He's still got a chance to hit a thousand yards rushing this year. Um, he's so weird to watch too because when you watch him play, it feels like he's running at like. 80% of what he could just so that way he has control. And it's one of those things that like watch, if you watch like Lamar Jackson scramble and run, and then you watch Justin Fields, Justin Fields takes some gosh darn like hits that your dad would have been watching on spike TV back in the day. It's like, Oh my God, he just got it's like, he, he's not going to get up. Lamar never gets hit. It's, it's wild. I don't know. I mean, he's in such control protecting his body. Obviously anything can happen in the NFL, but uh, he is a just such a unique player. Cause he's so in control. I used to say that about Michael Vick. Michael Vick played the game like he knew he was the best player on the field. He had that arrogance about him where he could, he didn't have to go 100%. I'm like, I'm better than you. I'm just going to run over here. I'll take a look. Okay. Now I'm going to run over here. Now I'm just going to run. I'm going to keep my head up and make you miss. And then I'm going to run by you. It's just super smooth. Um, So yeah, going to be a decent Going to be a good MVP vote. Dak has to have a big game in, in, in Miami this year to elevate himself back up into the conversation. He took a little bit of a hit last week, and Dak needs to needs to have that game. Um, moving on, no Seahawks, Titans. No Seahawks are definitely back in this thing. I think the Titans are looking to next year. Yeah. Seahawks with a win. Uh, you've got the percentage in front of you. I would think a win would give them a very good chance of, of uh, making the NFL playoffs. Uh, they currently sit at 50% per NFL.com's odds uh, playoff probability. They jump up to 64 yeah. with a win this week. So they have the Vikings. They're going to be keeping an eye on the Vikings, of course. Uh, whatever happens there. Rams are looking pretty after that win yesterday. They're up to 70%. Uh, but yeah, a win this week for the Seahawks puts them very close to that seven seed and earning the the chance to go up against either the Cowboys or the Eagles, whoever ends up winning the NFC East. Now, two out of the last three games for the Lions and Vikings or the Lions are with the Lions and Vikings. Um, the Lions are 10 and four. The Vikings are at seven and seven. They've come back down to earth a little bit after that nice hot run where they won four or five in a row. Um, I think that streak was broken by the Denver Broncos, but the Lions dominated the Broncos last week. They're going to Minnesota as three point favorites with a cushion. They're 10 and four now. Uh, after a couple of losses, the Lions were starting to look not shaky, but they were looking over their shoulder a little bit. I think that's done. They're they're safe. They're going to win this division, yeah. unless they lose three in a row and two of those to the Vikings, which is improbable. I think yeah. the Vikings are in a little bit of trouble now. I, I think that they've the rose has come up. They they caught fire a little bit with Josh Dobbs. Um, you know they they've gone to their fourth quarterback now. I uh, I think I like the Lions in this one. I think the Vikings' playoffs hopes are going to be snuffed out over the course of the next few weeks. Yeah, it's too bad because what Brian Flores has done defensively is so unique and fun. 
uh, that, I mean, if this team was honestly, Scott, let's say that Kirk cousins is still healthy and you have Justin Jefferson healthy. I mean, this Vikings team's got a puncher's chance at the Super Bowl because what they're doing defensively this year is so crazy and odd, but now they're down to Nick Mullins after the Josh Dobbs stuff fell apart. Uh, we'll see. Justin Jefferson's just been in and out all season long. Uh, I like the infrastructure this Lions team has in, or the, excuse me, this uh, Vikings team has in place. There might not be a team that is better set up for a rookie quarterback to come in uh, right now, given the offensive tackles they have, the three passing weapons that they have that have shown that they are impact players. Unlike, you know, in theory with some teams, I won't call anybody out uh, with the infrastructure, but uh, yeah, this is a, a fun team. And I just, again, Flores, we'll see if he's a head coach next year, but Scott, who's the team that has sent the most blitzes this year? Minnesota. Who's the team that has had the most eight man coverage reps? So only Minnesota Vikings. They are the epitome of all or nothing. They are so fun to watch. You're not going to see them rush four. They run way more cover zero than anybody else. Uh, they it's just a totally different style. Uh, so they've been a they've been a blast. Um, yeah. I I'm absolutely for it. Uh, shout out to Brian Flores. We'll see what happens next year. He might be a head coach somewhere, but he's been awesome. I just think the injuries have really sapped their chances this year of of making the playoffs. Otherwise, they're in. The team I had, um, I mentioned the Rams. I also had the Packers. Three weeks ago when we did the show, those were the two teams I had that weren't in it that went on. I'm, I'm going for the Seahawks now. I think the Seahawks can take that spot from the Packers. The Packers were sitting pretty, and then they lose in New York, a game they shouldn't have lost, and then they lose at home to the Buccaneers, and the Buccaneers beat them pretty handily. Mm-hmm. That, uh, that does not bode well for Green Bay. Meanwhile, Seattle is playing pretty good football right now in a tough division, uh, not to mention. So um, I, ca- I kind of like the Seahawks as that other spot there in the NFC right now. Um, Lawrence Rivera, appreciate you coming in with the stars, uh, breaking the ice for us on Facebook with the Facebook stars. So thank you for the support, my friend. He says, next draft, I want the kid who's mad that he didn't get drafted in the first round again. That's all of them. That's all of them, Lawrence. <laughs> but referring to Purdy, you know, the Mr. Irrelevant, sometimes that chip on the shoulder thing. But again, that that can be, that's so, the odds of hitting on that are so low. Otherwise, you know, hey, I'd just wait till draft a guy that is a good college player and I'll draft him last and see what happens. That happens in the second, third, fourth, fifth, and sixth rounds too. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they just, they don't have, if you get, and as Rusty said, you know, a lot of that is Shanahan. I'm not saying it's all on Shanahan. I've seen I've seen Brock Purdy make some balls of steel throws. He's a good quarterback. He is. Yeah. And I'm not going to say it's Brady in the end, but Brady wasn't the fastest or had, you know, the had a good arm, but really it was the anticipation and the pocket maneuverability that made Brady, I think, and the competitiveness that made Brady special. And I think we maybe underrate a little bit of Brock's ability within the pocket. The 49ers offensive for as powerful as they are and as good of a team they are offensive line outside of Trent Williams is not very good. Uh, They've given up a good bit of pressure this season. And while the rushing yards are there, I feel like a lot of it's based on the angles that Shanahan can set up. And of course, McCaffrey for MVP or whatever you want to say there. Uh, So also the wide receivers and tight ends block the living hell (laughs) out of the ball. That's why they get so much space runs because they're blocking on the perimeter. I mean, you see Brandon Ayuk run 60 yards to finish a block so McCaffrey can finish a run. Uh, So that's uh, 
big shout out to that wide receivers who block. You will get find a way to my heart if you're a wide receiver who blocks. Uh, but yeah, I've Purdy for MVP. That's fine. And maybe it's a down year because of that, but he's playing good football. We're stacking it enough right now that it is great. And also, I think we need to have the conversation. Scott is Kyle Shanahan approaching one of the greatest offensive callers in the last 20, 25 years, because the fact that he's done this with so many different iterations of quarterbacks, uh, just different evolutions. I mean, everybody wants a piece of that, the influence, what he's doing. I mean, it's, it's special. I think we need to call it for what it is. Kyle Shanahan's been special. It's it's kind of nuts to think where that team is and just think, let's say if they got penalized, okay, they got they got caught, the San Francisco 49ers got caught stealing signals, and their penalty was the loss of three first-round picks. And they're okay. still the best team but, in the NFL because they penalized themselves three first-round picks with the draft pick of Trey Lance. Um and to be where they still are, is, it's really amazing. And it's not just – and again, as you know, Nick, it's not just the offense on this team. They've done really well on the defensive side of the ball uh, and hit on some guys later and hit on some guys higher that uh, their defense is a championship-caliber defense as well. That always got lost back in the 80s with Joe Montana and Jerry Rice and Roger Craig and all those guys that that defense was nasty for the San Francisco 49ers. It's nasty again. They're a they're a pretty scary team. Uh Bobby coming in and asked uh there's some there's some Seahawks talk just to bring that back here. A little about will it be Geno Smith or Drew Locke and and Bobby asked what you know what does Locke have to do to um people start including him? I think that's who you're asking about or it may be Purdy. I'm not sure. Either way, the the question with Locke right now is just the consistency. You know, I I watch Locke play and I don't know if it's cuz he hasn't always gotten his chance and he feel like he has to do too much, but two or three times a game, he throws a ball into coverage. It's like, what? No, what, what, what are you doing? What are you looking at? Take the sack. And he didn't have an interception in the Eagles game played nice, competent football. And they won that game. Um, for Locke, sometimes for me, having watched him in college a good bit, having gone down to Mizzou and interviewed him at the scene, uh, the pro day out there in Mizzou, and having watched him at Denver for a few years, the thing that drives me nuts, nuts about Locke is that he puts himself in adversity when he doesn't have to with his mechanics. Now, the fact that he can sometimes have muddy footwork in a bad platform and throw a ball, you know, 20 yards down the field opposite hash. Great. Great. If you have to do that and you have that ability to do that from time to time, you want to see that. Why are you doing that when it's a clean pocket and there's absolutely no reason you should have replicable mechanics here so that way you have a better chance to hit accurately hit on time it's just the consistency in what he does mechanically and the decision making makes him a really volatile and erratic quarterback and his the arm is i would say a b plus level a minus maybe for nfl but it's not an a plus it's not he's not out there with farb or josh allen's arm and he's a fine athlete but he's not a great athlete so it really for me i mean that's one of the reasons that i you know when they drafted him i was hoping that he'd take a step forward because you see the ability to do stuff outside the X's and O's just got to be a little smarter with the football and repeat the repeatables. He's putting himself in adversity without there needing to be adversity far too often uh, with his mechanics. And it creates inconsistency. Everybody says, where does accuracy come from? Comes from, comes from your base, comes from below. And he's just erratic down there when he doesn't have to be, when things are well. Packers stay in the hunt against the Panthers. They go down to Carolina and do what the Atlanta Falcons could not, and that's a win in Carolina. And they go to seven and eight and stay in that in the hunt. 
graphic that we always see at seven and eight. They finish with at Vikings and Bears, so they they could still have a say in this thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, we talked about the 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 Packers playing the Bears. Could hopefully that still means something? Whether they hold their destiny in their own hand, but hopefully they're not eliminated when they play that game. That could be interesting. One of the quieter games this year, this weekend. I'm sorry, it's Browns and Texans. Uh, that I think the Browns have secured their spot. I think over the next three games, they'll, they'll, they'll lock in a spot. I think they're in good shape going to the Texans. CJ Stroud is more than likely going to be out again. He still hasn't cleared concussion protocol has not practiced and we're to Friday. Now, uh, Bobby Sloak's done a good job, eked out a win last week with a backup quarterback, but the Browns defense on the road will travel. They've got competency at the quarterback position in Joe Flacco. I like the Bears to put a kink in what D'Amico Ryans and the Houston Texans have been doing, which has been phenomenal. Again, D'Amico Ryans and Shane Sykin are my two coach of the year candidates right now. But I think the Browns have gotten it together and will go down and win this game and open up that number seven seed a little bit more in uh, for the uh, for the AFC. It's tough. Yeah, I mean, I think shout out to uh, you. We mentioned, you know, Ryan's and Steichen for coach of the year, but Stefanski, I think, deserves a shout out as well, considering the injuries the Browns have had. I mean, (laughs) Deshaun Watson wasn't playing that great this season anyway and trying to mold an offense that was more the under center outside zone stuff that Stefanski wants to run. They lose their not only their most important offensive piece, Scott, but probably their the heart of their entire team too. And Nick Chubb early on to see him go down with a leg injury. Uh, then what's been going on just offensively in general, losing, losing tackles. Stefanski and the Browns have been awesome. Part of most of it is because the defense is unbelievable, uh, but they've been great. I think the Browns got a chance in this one. I just wonder the Joe Flacco is playing in a way that is, I don't know how sustainable it is because he's just ripping it down the field. I think he's got to be one of the top quarterbacks in air yards and average uh, depth of target since he started playing quarterback. And there's been some awesome throws too, but I'm, I feel like the ball is just kind of hanging up there sometimes as well. So I wouldn't be surprised if turnovers come in a bunch as well. I don't know if this Texans team though, is a team that can take advantage of Joe Flacco leaving the ball up. Uh, So I'm going to go with the Browns in this one. I think that the defense is the most dominant unit on the field. They're going to get after it, and I think they'll walk away with a win and pretty much secure a playoff spot. With a win, uh, the Browns' playoff probability goes up to 99%. So, yep. They're in, they're in pretty good shape. They've, they've gotten some wins that they needed, some wins I didn't think they were going to get. They've played their way into that spot. Um, Joshua Clayton says, uh, Ryan should win Coach of the Year. Again, him it's him and Steichen for me right now. They have the same record. Uh, Indianapolis won in Houston earlier this year. The Colts had the the fourth, what were they? They were 4-12-1, and one, I think, last year was their record. They had the fourth worst record in the NFL last year. And they'll probably be favored in their final three games. If Shane Steichen and the Indianapolis Colts go 11-6 and six with a sweep of D'Amico Ryans and the Houston Texans, crown the man. Mm-hmm. But it's up for grabs. And that game, that, that the coach of the year could come down to that January 7th matchup with a lot on the line. It's going to be fun. It's going to be a lot of fun. Um, going through the chat, I want to play my moder- put my moderator hat on. The Dixon way and, uh, and Ryan Adonis, y'all are saying the same thing. You're just misreading, and now you've got it stuck in your head, and you're arguing. Ryan says Desmond Ritter's problem is he's overconfident with the ball and puts it, trusts his arm and puts the ball in harm's way way too often. 
Dixon Way coming in and says, how can you be confident in Ritter? His problem is he's overconfident. Yes, that's what he said. You guys are agreeing. So let's get on the same page here. <laughs> um, Jaguars Buccaneers, four o'clock as we move to the four o'clock game. That ends up being a very big game. As big, it's as big for both of them at this point. Home yeah. game for Tampa. Now that's not too far away. You hop on I-10, scooch on over to Tampa. Uh, four, I'm sorry. That's four that goes through Orlando. And um, go on down to Tampa. And the Jacksonville Jaguars have found themselves in a race in the AFC South after a few losses and with the Colts catching fire after a three and five start. And Houston outperforming expectations all along. Can the Buccaneers hold serve at home, keep control of the NFC South, or do we just have chaos everywhere? Trevor Lawrence is supposed to be out. Uh, he's, he has a concussion, so it'll be the C.J. Beathard show uh, out there in Jacksonville. I think that this Jacksonville offense looks super clunky. Uh, I think they've actually been holding Trevor Lawrence down as opposed to anything else. Uh, the offensive line has been one of the bottom five, six offensive lines in football this season. Uh, so I think Tampa Bay is going to go in there and win this game. Uh, I think it's home. That, Tampa's at home. Okay. I, th well, I think Tampa is going to win uh, regardless. So I think what is the spread in this one is Tampa, Tampa minus three. Minus so, three yeah. so they're getting the home three bump uh, there. But uh, I think without Trevor Lawrence in there and with just how poor uh, the Jacksonville uh, offensive line and offense in general has looked this season. I mean, outside of Ridley, the weapons have been really poor despite, you know, first round pick at running back despite, I think third round pick with Bigsby there too. Uh, they brought back Ingram. I, I don't know. It just looks, it doesn't look good. I love that Jacksonville defense. I think they're playing pretty good football, uh, but the offense isn't good enough. So I'm going to go with the Buccaneers. I think they are, they're hot. They're kind of finding out what they want to be. And uh, I'll give them the win. So we talk about scheduling at some, at some point. And right now the difference in the NFC South is the first place, second place, third place mm -hmm. schedule. The Bucs had a first place schedule and they're 0-3 in those games that they had to go against other first place schedule teams. Panthers are second place and they're 0-3. The Saints are third place schedule 2-0 and, and the Falcons are 1-2. and So in the other games where everybody is on the same level, the Buccaneers are 7-4. and four. This is another one of those first place games where they're playing the Jacksonville Jaguars. The Jacksonville Jaguars are beat up. They're not playing particularly well as of late. They've lost three in a row. I'm with you on this one. I like the Bucks. I think the Bucks could uh the Bucks end up taking this one. Um Lawrence coming back in with some stars on Facebook. He goes, go figure the best coaches of the league came from our own Shanahan, Mike Shanahan, and branched off uh to own the NFL. You could tell what coaches play video games as kid and and that are the coaches. Those are the coaches that are winning. I, I once said I watched a, an offense that was so bad. I said it was college. I said you give me the top ten players on NCAA football, put their names in a hat and draw. I'd rather have that guy calling plays. Um, there's there's something to that, Lawrence, and it's it is. There's a newer generation coming up. And, you know, and the Andy Reid, you mentioned, you know, some of the best play cards. The guy, the guy that comes to me mind right away for me is Andy Reid. Mm -hmm. Andy Reid's almost done. Bill Belichick's almost done. Uh, kind of like the old guard at quarterbacks that we've seen Manning. We've seen Matt Ryan. We've seen Brady. We've seen Drew Brees. I'm probably missing Aaron Rodgers now is getting close. There's a new crop of young quarterbacks coming along to take the next year, 10 years. It's happening in the coaching ranks too, Nick. Yeah, I mean, Sean Payton and Andy Reid are kind of old guard for the offensive minds. 
the new class of the NFL in terms of offensive minds are, I would say, Kyle Shanahan and Sean McVay. Uh, those are the guys that if I could have any two coaches in the NFL right now, I, I guess it's probably them um, off the top of my head just because of how important the offense is. Love me some Mike Tomlin too, but I'd rather have the consistency of the offense right now, unless you can give me Tomlin with a Hall of Fame quarterback. Uh, but uh, that's a going to be interesting to follow that West Coast stuff. You feel like there has to be a counter at some points. So it's kind of one of those things where everything is the same. If everything is so homogenous, then a solution can be really broad and cover a bunch. So you almost want that counter punch uh, in the end. But I don't know. It's working so well right now, especially against the uh, the Vic Fangio-esque uh, defenses and these teams playing white boxes and more nickel than we've seen in NFL history. Uh, so it will be fun to follow what the counter punches. Maybe that counter punch is blitzing more on first and second down and treating those like pass downs rather than your basic stuff and trying to get to third down, you're forcing the issue a little bit more like we've seen from uh, uh, Flores this season. I almost said Ivaro. Uh but uh, yeah, I know Josh Clayton says <clears throat> Flores is a good young coach. Yeah. There's some good young coaches in the league. No doubt. I think that the Shanahan tree also. Yep. I mean, we've, I've, we've talked about this before off air, Scott. I mean, half of the top 16 quarter or no half of the, in the top 16, half the quarterbacks are Shanahan some some extent for their stats this season. So, like, there's something, too. And all Shanahan of them were on the Falcons' 2016 staff, and they let all of them leave and hired Steve Sarkeesian. Well done, gentlemen. Well done. Hook em horns, right, Scott? Hook em horns. We'll see what happens with that game. We'll have to talk a little bit about that. Yeah, he's doing uh, well at Texas. Yeah. They were he had no business taking over a number one offense in the NFL. That's for damn sure, especially when you had Matt and Mike, Matt and Mike LaFleur. Mm-hmm. Um Mike McDaniel's on staff. Yep. They yeah, all left. Yeah, it's uh, uh it's rough, no doubt. But we'll People see what happens. Shanahan. Well, you know, Shanahan was partially to blame for that loss in 2016, and he took mm-hmm. a head coaching job. You weren't gonna keep Shanahan, but you could have elevated either one of the LaFleurs and then given Mike McDaniel a promotion, and you probably could have kept that whole staff together. Yeah, probably. But uh Hindsight, right? That's what they say. It is unfortunate, but uh, yeah, but yeah sometimes they, the foresight works well too. And then you can look back in hindsight and say, "What were you thinking? We told you." Yeah, we told yep, you. And- so yeah, that's um, Jacksonville. Tampa is going to be a hell of a game, and Jacksonville's in trouble right now. Um, here, here come the Colts, man. Colts could come out of this thing if, if it works out the way we said. The Colts are going to end up on Monday, first place AFC South. On Halloween, they were three and five, and they have battled injury after injury after injury this year on the offensive side. Good for them. Absolutely good for them. Uh, Cardinals-Bears, that's for um, a draft pick. Bears are going to win that game and uh, move to six and nine. The Cowboys and Dolphins, now we're talking here. Now we are talking. Cowboys and Dolphins, we've got two teams that are – have a reputation of not being able to beat another good team. Well, someone's got to win. Some That narrative is going to continue somewhere else for someone else. That narrative is going to end for someone else. Dallas on the road. Dallas can't win on the road. They went up to Buffalo and got their butts kicked. This is a different game, Nick. I picked mm-hmm. the Bills last week. I don't have that same confidence in this game that I do with Dallas coming off with a little more desperation a little more focus. And frankly, the Bills are playing a little bit better than the Dolphins right now for my money. 
This is a hell of a game. I cannot wait to watch this game. And it's the Dallas Cowboys in a game that matters. I know it's going to be on national TV. I don't have any problem knowing this one's going to be on television everywhere. You mean that they're not going to put the uh, the Jags, Bucks, Cardinals, Bears over this game on the national TV uh, broadcast? No, I think I'm going to go with the Dolphins in this one because I think they have the uh, best unit on the field, and that's their defense. Uh, they've been playing ever since Jalen Ramsey has been back. That Dolphins defense has been playing different. They've been top three in EPA per play, I think, since week seven this year now they haven't been you know dominant dominant especially you know once Jalen Phillips went out and they've been dealing with some injuries that with uh Javon Holland there at safety one of the best five safeties in football but Bradley Chubb has been playing unbelievable football out there what they're doing with uh Howard and Ramsey at cornerback is helping them a lot so I'm gonna go with the uh the Dolphins but not as much because of the offense but because of the defense their defense is very talented. I know they had not been beaten many good teams uh, this season, but you know you got to beat the bad teams if you want to be where the Dolphins are. And they're sitting there with the number two seed with the Chiefs breathing down their neck uh, as well. So I'm going to go with the Finns. Yeah, I just again, I, I don't, I don't feel good about this one either way. I uh, I can I can make good arguments for both teams. Uh, Biggie, C, is there any way you can put a graphic up there to see where we can see what the playoff outlook may be? Now the outlook's a little tougher. But at least I can I can show you where things stand right now based on what we're talking. You see the you can see the the teams in there. Um, you can see the can't quite see the team records, uh, but the, the teams in bold are still in it, um, or the teams in bold are in it. But again, looking at this playoff picture, you'd have Indianapolis taking on Miami. I think Indianapolis has a really good chance of winning the South. Um, Buffalo isn't in the playoffs right now they're going to be. Uh, so mm -hmm. who comes out of there? Who comes? Jacksonville, maybe. Yeah. Jacksonville could miss the playoffs. It could end up being the Jaguars because Cincinnati, I don't know if they'll gonna, they'll, they'll be able to pull off an 11 and six. I think the bills can, I think Cleveland can Indianapolis. I feel like 10 and seven. I think they're going to slip up in one of these games. And the Bills, 11 and 6, 10 and 7. And then Kansas City should be okay. Baltimore is okay. Miami's okay. Mm -hmm. I think Whew, this is going to be a fun three weeks. And it's a lot more fun on the AFC side of things because mm -hmm. I feel like the teams we're talking about have a chance to make some noise. I'm not as interested in the NFC when I'm thinking, oh, yeah, you know, the seven and nine team may get into the playoffs. I don't care. I don't care. They're they're oh they could upset you know any given Sunday yeah but they're not they, they could go and screw up somebody's good season and ruin the regular season even more by fluking a win and then getting their ass beat the next week. So, um, someone's in, someone's out because the Bills are making it. On the other side of things, someone's in, someone's out. I think the Vikings are out. I think the Seahawks possibly end up taking that spot in the NFC. Um, Eagles are in. Dallas is in. 49ers are in. I like the Rams. They're already in. Detroit, Minnesota. I think Minnesota's out. I think Tampa will still be in. I think on that side of things, I think the Seahawks take the spot of the Minnesota Vikings. I'm not, I'm not going to fight you too hard. I want to see what happens this week. I'm really excited to see what happens with the Vikes-Lions. I'm picking the Lions, but I don't know. Maybe with a 
Flores does will really mess up and muck things up for Ben Johnson and what they're trying to do offensively using the run game and whatnot off of the pass. But uh, yeah, Seahawks sounds like Gino is going to be back too. Gino has been playing really good football overall. I mean, that I'm trying to think of the best quarterback game this season we've seen. I guess it probably number one would have to be that Rams versus Ravens game in the rain. That one was unbelievable. Uh, Stafford's just a joy to watch. But after that, it might be that Cowboys uh, Seahawks game. They were just giving blow after blow. Just unbelievable high leverage throws uh, on in that game. So Gino, if he's back and playing well, it should be fun. I'll probably go the Seahawks, but I want to see uh, what happens with the uh, the Vikings and the Lions at the same there's, time. There's the TV coverage map for the late game. I'm putting it on there. Guess which late game is Dallas and Miami. <laughs> is it the purple one? No, <laughs> can see it underneath there. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, everything but Arizona and the Chicago metro area gets Dallas and Miami um, on there. Uh, yeah. The coverage map early for the earlier game. the The main game will be Detroit and Minnesota. You'll see Indianapolis and Atlanta in the deep south, except for the Carolinas, and um, in the Indy. Indianapolis area over in towards Cincinnati, Green Bay and Carolina would be in Green Bay, would be Wisconsin and Carolina. Um, and then someone gets no game. They must have one of those Houston. rules where you're not allowed to play two games or something like that. I never actually said who I'm picking. And God, I don't like this pick for Dallas and Miami. If I go back and forth on this. I'm wishy-washy. My heart says Dallas wins this one. My head says pick the home team, dummy. Um, I'll go Cowboys, and I don't feel good about it. Yeah, I'm curious how – it'd be fun to look at the data, how teams bounce back after getting as physically beat as we Miami's saw. the one-point favorite. It's yeah. a pick em, dude. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I'd be curious the long-term data, though, after a team gives up 200 yards on the ground or something, how they do that next week because there's something – you think there'd be something to getting that physically beat. Mozzie Smith has not been a great pick for them. Uh, Jonathan Hankins is injured. You're talking the interior defensive line there for the Cowboys and how Miami is able to scheme up the run game. I don't know. I don't know if it's a great matchup for the Cowboys, but we'll see Dak. If Dak goes in there and wins against this defense and plays well, and then he's right back in the favorites for the MVP top two. Uh, so should that should be the second best game of the week. Charlie says, for a team that really hasn't done much in years, the damn Cowboys are always on TV. They always get the highest ratings. It's what it boils down to. Money. It, it always boils down to who's who's going to watch. Who, who's going to watch? That's where I spend my time, y'all. I'll put my time into where I'm going to get the most viewers. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's part of it. And Dallas Cowboys are still the biggest draw. The Patriots were getting there for a while. We're closing in on, but a Dallas Cowboys four o'clock game, eight o'clock game is still always the biggest draw in the NFL. Uh, Albert Knoppers. Good to see you. He says, good morning. Merry Christmas to everybody. Robbie red coming in with support. Robbie red coming in blue with a super chat. He says, good morning, gents. Great seeing you back live. Well, thank you, sir. I certainly appreciate you being here. Um, we've got, let me see here. And, and ESPN Gamecast puts it at 49% to 49% on win with like a 0.5% chance of a tie in that game. So it's, it's truly is a pick. I'm, I'm going to close this graphic cause it's kind of messing up my, what I'm trying to do here when I'm looking at some other stuff. So I am going to close that one, but that's where we're at. Um, 
Dallas Cowboys, Patriots, Broncos. Broncos have to win that game. They're a seven-point favorite. They absolutely have to win to have any hope of staying alive. Raiders, Chiefs, with the Broncos loss last week, they opened up a two-game lead on the Broncos. So I think the Chiefs are okay in this one. Uh, the Raiders have a – I don't think 9-8 and eight gets you in the playoffs in the AFC. So the, the Chiefs are looking pretty good to close out the AFC West. Uh, Eagles need to get it going at home against the Giants. Uh, the Giants were a nice little story there, but now they're they're out of the playoffs. Uh, and then the Eagles are are ten and four. Need to focus. They need to start getting that we're peaking at the right time moment, which brings us to our main event, Christmas Day Miracle. So I'll flip it off TNT and a Christmas story, which was will be have been on my TV since seven o'clock in the morning on Christmas Day for uh, Ravens and 49ers in San Francisco. The 49ers are a five-point favorite, and despite the fact that both of these teams are really good on defense, over-under on this thing's 47-and-a-half. Yeah, I'm going to go the 49ers uh, on this one. The home thing, I think East Coast, West Coast is going to be harder for the Ravens there. And I'm what a matchup, because no team puts linebackers in hell like the 49ers do with all their motion and whatnot. And I would say that probably no team has better linebackers than the Ravens with Roquan Smith and Patrick Queen out there, uh, especially with all the waves they can send on the front. So I, I don't know. Can we just give the winner of this game the MVP? Can we just like put that in the middle of the field and whoever, whatever side wins like a college tr- uh, college trophy game, you know, go run out there and cheer it out. Because MVPs in the end of the day, while it is an individual award, everything in football is a team award. Every stat in football is a system stat to an extent. Uh, so, yeah, we got to get rid of this bot here. Oh, I can't do it. Um, but, uh, yeah, that's a, uh, um, I think the 49ers are going to win this one. I just think they're more dominant. Yeah. I, I like this one. Um, yeah, I'll go ahead. And I gave you the chance to like, not say three things in a row, um, on the chat. Sorry for you, those of y'all listening. That is one of the problems of having to listen after the fact. Um, you don't always know what's going on in the chat. Sometimes we get spammed on that. Um, this is another good game. I like on a neutral field this would be a Super Bowl I'd love to see uh, mm-hmm. the 49ers and the Ravens. This isn't on a neutral field. This is out West. This is Monday night. Oh goodness. Uh, this will put as much pressure on the, the 49ers defense as they will see all season, but they have risen to the challenge in the NFC and just beaten the brakes off of the two best teams in the NFC next best teams in the NFC uh, with the, with the Eagles and Cowboys. 49ers are playing really, really well. The only chance, I think, not the only chance, that's not the right phrase. They don't need, neither of these teams really have to have this game. I don't feel like we're necessarily going to get one of their best shots. That's your hope going in as the Ravens is maybe the 49ers are a little complacent. I don't see it happening at home, though. I don't. I'm going... uh, I'm going to go with the uh, with the 49ers at home on this one too, Nick. I think the Ravens needed a little bit more because they don't have the head-to-heads uh, like the 49ers do versus the Cowboys and the Eagles. Uh, so that's the big thing that stands out here when I look at this game. But I just think the 49ers are a more o- well-oiled machine and uh, a better team. So I think that's uh, – I'll go with the 49ers in this one. Like I said. Yeah, it's just the, the weapons on there. I mean, Lamar Jackson might be the most dynamic player in the NFL. Mm-hmm at the quarterback position, but 
the 49ers have a few of those guys that could be the most core of dynamic players at their position. Who's a better tight end in the, in the, you know, we talked Debo, we talked Christian McCaffrey. Who's a better tight end in the NFC than George Kittle? Sam Laporta. <laughs> Maybe, but he's in the, um, he's in the conversation, yeah. you know, it's, yeah. when I start talking about the best running back in the NFL, how long does it take me to get to Christian McCaffrey? That. Not at all. One or should, two, I mean, probably one, but it doesn't take I should long. have interrupted you. <laughs> McCaffrey. <laughs> yeah. He's yeah. in the conversation. But I want to say best playmaker. How long does it take me to get to Debo Samuel? Two or three, maybe. You might go Tyreek Hill, but he's in the conversation. Yeah. Of best playmaker. And if, best number two wide receiver. Okay. I got Ayuk. I'm, I'm going to listen. I'll, I'll listen. It won't take me long to get to his name. Quarterback playing the best football right now. It won't take me long to get to party. He's he's in the conversation for MVP. Mm-hmm. Best defensive line edge rusher. I mean, it goes on and on and on and on. This team mm-hmm. is playing really well and they're loaded. Yeah. The only thing is that you're wondering is do they take a week off? Probably not against the Ravens. I don't consider this a trap game nationally televised on Christmas Day. And I think DVOA has this 49ers team as one of the best in like the last 20, 25 years. So it's not only that they are playing well, but how emphatically they're beating teams and the teams they're beating. Uh, so yeah, the 49ers look like a machine. We'll see if that can continue. I mean, for every punch, there's a counter punch. Keep waiting to see what it is for this uh, 49ers team. Uh, but until they, until I see that they can lose some games, uh, they had that little dry spell there in October, but they've been a just an absolute machine since then. So yeah. Once they got it going, they got it going. I mean, they lost three in a row at Browns, at Vikings, Bengals. Um, And then it's been the closest anybody's played with them is 12 points since then. Mm -hmm. And that was, uh, that was at Seahawks. And I think they just, I think they jumped out in a lead in that one. And it, it, but that's, nobody's played with them double digits since they lost in the last one in their six game winning streak. Nobody has, has held them to a single digit win. They're playing really well. And who have they beaten in that? Oh, the Eagles uh, in Philadelphia. (laughs) And whipped them. Uh, Buccaneers, NFC South, at Jaguars, 34-3, who was the AFC South leader. Uh, Cardinals, they don't count. Seahawks, who we've talked about as being a a playoff team. You know, it's not like they're just beating up on an NFC South schedule here. No. And and summer summer sports, a kind of a up-and-coming statistical uh football website database uh has the 49ers Super Bowl probability. Not their playoff probability, not their conference title probability, but winning the Super Bowl 35% right now. Now obviously it's do we question that what's the validity of that metric? But you combine the number two and the number three team in Super Bowl uh, odds and the Chiefs and the Ravens according to these uh, statistics that barely gets you above uh the the uh, the 49ers at 35%. You got the Chiefs at 16.4 and the Ravens at 16.2 so this is a a tier above everybody by like a good margin right now, according to a lot of the advanced analytics. And Brian says they beat the Cowboys too as well. Um, when I Brian, when I made that statement, I was talking about since that three game losing streak, they beat the breaks off of the Cowboys before that three game losing streak. So I didn't count that in. That was a since they got it right after that three game losing streak. They haven't had anybody play them within uh, double digits or within single digits. They they beat the Cowboys forty two to ten, and then lost three in a row. So since then they've won six in a row, uh, but that was before that the, the Cowboys one was before that run. So I didn't I didn't include that one in there. But yeah, they've got the head, and that's what Nick said earlier. 
it might mean a little more to the Ravens because the the 49ers have the head to head. They've got that half game lead over both the 40, the uh the Eagles and the Cowboys. And this feels like I'm not going to say a team of destiny, but this feels like a juggernaut right now and it, it'll be a I hope it's a good game. You yeah. know, the, the Bills Cowboys, the Bills came out on a mission, the Cowboys it got away from them early and that game was a little disappointing. I hope this one lives up to its billing cuz this could be a really good game. Yeah. Man, I hope so too. It's been a lot of hype and build up. We've been shout out to the NFL schedule makers uh, for getting this one this late on this weekend too. I know that Christmas used to be NBA, I, but the God, no doubt about it. The this is a football country, and they're going to just absolutely destroy the NBA Christmas matchups. That I can't tell you the last time I watched an NBA game, Scott. I'm going to be honest with you. Uh, so yeah, great week of football. So many good matchups. Um, I'm. I got the pregnant wife at home. So what she says goes really other than the Broncos game. I'm going to watch that, but uh, going to have one eye on the phone or the computer as well with so many of these games this week. She'll have her feet up in an iPad and watch this while you've got the big screen on the, on the TV. So, and there's enough breaks in there. Can you get me? Yes, I can. At every commercial break, every, every three or four minutes, she'll have plenty of time to do it. Listen, thanks everybody for being here. We've had a blast. We've really enjoyed doing this show and the reception has been great. Uh, the, the chat's been good. Enjoyed that. And then folks coming in like Mark Wilson, Lawrence Rivera, Robbie Red coming in uh, just helps us. It's it's an encouragement. This is where we're saying, hey, we want to see more. EJ's come in with big super chats. Michael Ranquillo, John Harrell, Oblivion Empire. I could go on and on and on. Uh, the support that y'all have shown in the show. I almost had it. Shown this show. I'm going to have to come up with a different phrase because I can't get that one right. Nick and I will be off on Monday. That's Christmas Day. We're not going to pod on Monday morning, but we, we will be back on Tuesday morning for both the Falcons podcast and Broncos for breakfast on Tuesday morning. And then we'll right into our regular schedule through coast-to-coast uh, -coast football on Friday. Appreciate everybody being here. Nick, any last thoughts before we, before we roll? Uh, it's been a pretty wild year in the NFL. Uh, quarterback, backup quarterback has been the name of the game. But how about with how many backup quarterbacks we've seen this year? The product is still good. That's always been the concern with the NFL, right? We got to protect the quarterbacks, got to protect it because if the quarterbacks go, the product's going to fall off. There's probably a line somewhere where you reach where it's rough and it does feel like there's no great teams other than the 49ers this year, probably partially because of the injuries to the quarterback, but the product is great uh, still. So shout out to the NFL. Uh, there's a lot to do wrong, uh, but Man, football's king, and uh, it's so much fun to watch and just happy to be here and talk about these games. And we didn't even get a chance to talk about the uh, the college playoffs either, Scott. So a lot of fun uh, with everything coming up the holiday season here with football. We got a lot of football coming up. I got my credential approved for the Senior Bowl, so we'll be down Ooh. there in, um, six in, in five, six weeks. It's coming up fast. Lots going on. We haven't even started getting into draft yet because we've been enjoying the playoff run. Mm -hmm. We will be doing all of those things. Appreciate you, Oblivion Empire. And as a good reminder, hit that like button on your way out. Um, got a chance to hit 5,000 subscribers by the end of the Senior Bowl on YouTube. So that would be great. Love to see it. There will be plenty of content coming. Thanks for being with us this year. I hope you all have an outstanding holiday weekend. And we'll see you Merry Christmas, everybody. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. 
And that is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and, not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify.